welcome back to the MCU in Review podcast. We review the MCU old and new. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MCU in Review. That is one word, ladies and gentlemen, MCUI in Review. Give us a like, a comment, and let us know what you think of the show. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available. Give us a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. It goes a long way for us with getting eyes and ears on the podcast, and we greatly appreciate the support. I'm one-third of your host, Brandon, and I'm joined by my other two-thirds, Emmy and Clinton. How are you guys? I am doing good. I am uh, trying to maintain and represent one-third of the people that were dusted in this movie, so trying to hold on to hope in this movie, but I don't know how much hope there's going to be by the end of this. <laughs> hey, this, Emmy? Is, this is part two of Avengers Infinity War. Emmy, what you got? I'm as happy as a dog with two tails. And that <laughs> has nothing to do with the movie. It doesn't have to have anything to do with that's the movie. Okay. If you're as happy as a dog with two tails, that's completely understandable. So I really appreciate the, uh, the candid comment. Thank you. Uh, this is part two. Uh, it's crazy. We've already been talking two hours, uh, almost two hours about this movie so far. Uh, insane stuff so far, and we've got a lot left to go. So we're not going to hesitate. We're just going to dive right into it. And nobody's punched anybody yet. So far. So far. But I, so Are you talking far. about us or the movie? Us. Us. The oh, movie. true. But Fair we're, enough. we're close. We're close. So yeah. we still got some time to go. So very, very interesting stuff. So Yeah. Also, we're very socially distanced. So I feel like that would be hard, but. I wouldn't count it out. Would not <laughs> count it out for sure. One of the first topics I want to discuss, guys, is really, you know, the, the variations between comic books and Marvel Studios movies. Because I think for a while there especially when it came to certain movies, I thought they were going to follow the comic book to a T. So I, I, yeah, what I've always loved about these Marvel studios movies and the comic book counterparts counterparts is that they've always been kind of true to the comics, but almost a little variation of that, which is almost have to exactly. And they almost have to, and it's kept it fresh for you and I, you know, we haven't been able to predict everything. Obviously the infinity gauntlet uh, storyline in the comics this is not worth. There's some things taken oh, from no. it, but there is definitely this is Thanos, Thanos was not this. His motivation in the comics were very different. He's, it was to, he's trying to death. get that. He's yeah. He's trying to get mm-hmm. that. Uh, what's up, girl? What's up, Death? What you doing? Um, and in this, he's not. And I like that. And but they hinted in the first Avengers, it was about death and about courting death, and they completely flipped it. And I think the movie ultimately was ten times better for it. Oh, for sure, it would have so. been whack. Is, this is still kind of courting death though but i think it's a very literal term in the comics <laughs> yeah well yeah, yeah no right. death is a character in the comics right i i knew that because i i researched this look at you emmy look at you welcome after this movie came out i was like i needed to know everything because so i, was, did, I was, researched this it was it it was even before this podcast you you looked into this i'm assuming right Oh yeah, that's no, what I, mean. I think. Actually, it was one of the movies that we saw together that had Thanos. Thanos. Yep. Thanos. Just say Thanos. It's okay. Phonetically, that's how it should be. Yeah. Thanos in Age of the Ultron post credit scene. Age of and Ultron. And I think I googled it that night, and I was like, "Who in the I, world?" I want to say we saw Age of Ultron together, and you were like, "Who is that?" And I told you. 
I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So yeah. It seems right. Yeah. So awesome, awesome stuff. But gosh, man, there's so many things. <laughs> the scene, the scene where Thor is on the ship right. and Quail gets on my nerves, but it's humorous. Mm-hmm. But Drax's obsession with Thor is hilarious. Mm-hmm. When he, <laughs> what does he say? He's an angel mixed with a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, Wait, it's, I don't even know why Drax would know what a pirate is. It's funny because immediately Star-Lord, he goes, how the hell is this dude still alive? And Drax goes, he's not a dude. You're a dude. He's a, he's this, a man. This is a man, a <laughs> muscular man. And he goes, I'm muscular. And he goes, and then Rocket's like, who are you kidding, Quill? You're one sandwich away from being fat. And he, and like Mantis and blah, blah, blah. It's just so funny. And the, the, the pirate and the angel, like it is absolutely hysterical. And this is everything you wanted it to be, especially after Ragnarok. This was like, oh my gosh, if people did not want to see Thor and the Guardians together uh, in one screen, you're crazy. And I kind of hope with Love and Thunder, speaking of that movie again. It's going to be a cameo. Uh, I, I know, but I hope it's it's a decent sized cameo. I hope it's like mm-hmm. 5, 10, 15 minutes. Something decent. Not just a quick little, okay, thanks, Guardians, bye. You know, I want I want at least 5 more minutes, 10 more minutes with this, with this crew together. Or make Thor and Guardians an entire movie. I don't care. Make it happen. The, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I would mm-hmm. love it. Uh, sign I, me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. You can't hope too much for it because they both like Thor Love and Thunder is happening and Guardians 3 is happening. You're right. And they're happening. You're right. Guardians 3 was supposed to happen before Thor Love and Thunder, but then they fired James Gunn and then they renegotiated and he he came back and he had to finish Suicide Squad 2. So they had to be a two. No, it's the Suicide Squad. Yeah, but it's it's a loose based sequel. It's it's not a full reboot because they're keeping the characters, but it's like a so, soft so, reboot. So stupid. But that's why they had to switch the order is because he had to finish that movie. Right. Oh, man. Well, we had our DC callback, too, man. I feel like we're having our Infinity War. I feel like we've had a few callbacks. We're, guys. we're, we're sticking the landing. We're sticking the landing, y'all. This is awesome. We're sticking the landing, guys. Nice, Clinton. Nice. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Okay, I think that I interrupted Clinton when he was trying to go to no. Wakanda. No, never. But you were trying to go to Wakanda when Thor and Groot and Rocket get to Wakanda, were you not? Yes. Well, we were talking about the the dying star planet and then how they get yeah. to Wakanda. Yeah. Um my It was it, Yeah, sorry. Clinton go for it. Just I was talking about him flying and destroying the ships, but they started losing in Wakanda and then Thor showed up and it was beautiful because he had rocket on his shoulder and Groot there with him mm-hmm. and they kicked at bring Thor. me Thanos. Yes, yes. He was pissed. He was on a mission. Yeah. Once he got that ax, he yeah. was on a mission and we have to talk about Groot's little sacrifice for the ax. Yes. Because he couldn't find the handle and Groot was like, he needs the ax. Where's the handle? Tree, help me find the handle. And it's it's a beautiful moment it's where so cute. where Groot. First off, I think it's impressive that it's an elective on Asgard to mm-hmm. take Groot as a language. So I think that's hilarious <laughs> for the record. That was- and 
And the Guardians are starting to pick up on it. Yes. Like the Guardians understand him. Peter Quill understands Yeah, him. he goes, whoa, you got some acorns on you, kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ever since you started growing a sap, you've been a total D-bag. It's just <laughs> so great. I absolutely love it. But but Groot's sacrifice there because he was just a teenage kid. I am Groot. You know, just like not. Got a cut arm, cut arm reference. Oh, yes. Swass in this movie. There you go. You're welcome. Come on. You know it. So this one and, and Cole. Oh, Cole. Cole. Yes. Sorry, I didn't know if you get Cole Obsidian. But yes, um, yes. I mean, two cut off. But Groot's sacrifice, growth. Even Groot, who's in this movie very little, had an arc in this movie, if you really want to think about it. I I love it. I love that attention to detail. I love that every character had that time to shine. Even Groot. Great callback, Clint. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Love you, man. But though, like uh, talking about, sorry, Emmy, did you have something on the cutting arm piece? I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, that's okay. I didn't mean to cut her off. <laughs> Maybe he did. Um, I, speaking of callbacks, this is the third movie that Rocket is all about the prosthetics because he wants Winter Soldier's yes. arm, or excuse me, White Wolf's arm. Is this the first time that he's been called White Wolf? Yes. yes. And okay. what? Yeah. White Wolf is from the comics. But he's a very, it's not Bucky in the comics. It's not. And it, it's just a wink at White Wolf. I feel like they're not going to pay that off. No, I don't think so either. But um, but also with the prosthetics, we see him have that eye that he gives Thor. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I would have watched that. I had to smuggle that through my ass. And, <laughs> and it gets cut off. And it's really, really funny. Sorry. What was he going to say, Brandon? Uh, I think he was going to say Batuti. Batuti. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank ass. you. Thank you. Thank you, Grandpa. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't call it an ass. We called it a patootie. <laughs> um, honestly, as a I, gay man, I call it a patootie fruity. <laughs> patootie fruity, oh Rudy. Wop bada luda, lop bamboo, tootie fruity. All right, sorry, we're done. Um, I, <laughs> I love that joke. Um, I think. That Deserved a badumching at least. Well, sometimes I'm in the moment and I'm not just like, oh, let me pull. Okay, sorry, I apologize. You're here for the soundboard, and that's it, Brandon. That's okay? it. We don't. We don't need you. <laughs> we need you um, for soundboard. Yeah. And well, editing. I I like that the I I like that the oh, so we're just gonna hit all the buttons now. Sorry, I'm 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 doing soundboard right now. <laughs> let's dream of a world where Brandon doesn't do the sound bar where there's nothing I'm just joking anyway I have one final thought one final thought to tack on to this okay I like the heterochromia I like that Thor's eyes don't match yes I think that that looks cool in dogs I think it looks cool in people I'm here for it pretty bad I like that yeah I'm assuming he wore contact in one eye yes he did yeah very cool. I just I like the fact be- that I like the fact that when he put it on, he he was like hitting the side of his <laughs> head and was like, "Yes, it's all black." And it's also like it. it's like crossing a little bit. It's really hilarious, actually, how they do that. So yeah. So I don't think that we can move on from Thor without saying I think one of my favorite lines from this whole net of net of Valir. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Amy. Not a deer. Not a deer. Okay. 
which is honestly, it's funny because for the first scene that he says it, he mixes up the V and the D. So instead of saying Nidavellir, he says Nivadelir. Yeah, that's exactly. I think that's how I even pronounce it too. So it could be because yeah. of his incorrect pronunciation that I pronounce it that way. Well, and he actually does mess it up. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, and maybe that's why I'm messing it up too. Anyway, when we're there with the elf and or the dwarf, and he's trying to open up the iris to make the stormbreaker. And he's like, you can't do that. It'll kill you. And Thor says, only, only if, if I, I die. die. <laughs> and he goes, yes, that's what killing you means. <laughs> it's really awesome. One of my favorite lines. And I'm not sure why. Um, because honestly, like, I don't like Peter Dinklage's voice this it's too deep it's too batman it feels very forced yeah. yeah yes yeah yeah very forged mm. yeah <laughs> but yeah it, it that 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 line it'll kill you only if i die yes that's what killing you means uh one of my favorite lines uh not from this Thor part, but you know, he's like, I'm going to ask you this one time. Where's Gamora? I'll, I'll do you one better. Who is Gamora? And I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? And it's just like, what? And just like the confusion and just the hilarity of Drax. Drax still finds a way uh, to steal scenes. Uh, I love Drax in that moment where he is remaining completely still. You can't even tell I'm here. And and then Star Lord, you're 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 eating a Zarg nut, and he goes, "Am I?" And he slowly eats and everything, and like we can see you. I'm confident that I'm totally disappeared right now. And like Mantis, hi Drax. Damn it! Oh, it's uh, Drax still finds ways to steal scenes, even a movie, even in a movie with like 25 superheroes. It's really really awesome. So sorry. Shout out to Drax too. The why is Gamora line was ad libbed. By Drax, no, it was suggested not. to him by Chris Pratt. That is hilarious, and it works, man. Yeah, and that's what I love about Marvel Studios movies. I'm not trying to gush too much about the studio, but like they take what their their actors give them. Like they they're really witty, funny people, and they don't just say, "Oh no, no, stick to the script." No, here, mm-hmm. man, you got a mic, do this, and if it doesn't work, we can edit it out. It's like this podcast, so it's absolutely wonderful. And I edit a lot of you guys out, so it's great. Oh, we know. <laughs> so. I, on that same vein of Drax and Chris Pratt and that whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Star-Lord, Tom- man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tom Holland was not allowed to read the script. Rightfully so. Um, <laughs> rightfully so. Right, rightfully so. Um, there's a interview or like a, a press piece that they did where they're all in an interrogation room and his mouth is taped shut. <laughs> oh, wow. So that he, he doesn't give any spoilers. Um, he on one of the late night talk shows says something about how Spider-Man was in space. And so he thought it was a, a script. He says this on the talk show before the movie comes out. And he was like, yeah, I read that Spider-Man was in space. And so I thought it was a joke. So I didn't even finish reading the script, not realizing that he gave away that Spider-Man goes to space in this movie. (laughs) Oh, Tom Holland. I know. 
He also shared one of the, um, they have like the big A, like Avengers um, posters for mm-hmm. the movie. He oh, I remember that. that. I remember online. that very well. It was like a, I think it was like a live feed. He was just like, hey, yeah. look what Marvel sent me. And he just shows it. And then he turns it around and it says confidential. Yeah. <laughs> In huge font, which yeah. I think I, I think, think that was. I think it was tongue in cheek. I think he was messing with people, and I that think, was yeah. I think Marvel Studios was winking at us through Tom Holland there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and Mark Ruffalo is another one. He who, made a big mistake. This was genuine, mm-hmm. and even uh, Don Cheadle. Got, Don Cheadle got a little yep. pissed off at him. Like, dude, sorry. I mean, keep going. Because he says, uh, he says, you won't believe the ending of this one. Ha! Everyone dies. Mm-hmm. But he almost says half of the people die. And it's not like Don Cheadle plays it off like, Haha, that would be hilarious if that really happened. Or like Don Cheadle looks at him like, dude, like you just spoiled yeah. it. And it's, <laughs> it, it was, and you see Ruffalo's face almost in terror. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, what did I just say? I mean, yeah. the, the, I mean, they, they, and I think that's why the end game script was so under, uh, under locks. And I think the only person who knew of the entire end game script was Robert Downey Jr. Everyone else yep. had pieces of it, parts of fake scripts. No one knew exactly what was being discussed and I don't blame them. And mm-hmm. that's why it was so well under wraps because besides Marcus McFeely, the Russo brothers and Robert Downey Jr. There was probably no one that knew exactly the entire two and a half, three hour movie of Endgame because mm-hmm. of this shit. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I just think it, you know, sometimes when you have that many actors, you also have that many abilities to spoil the movie as well. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, which Thanos demands your silence was a hashtag after this movie came out. Yes. That Which and Endgame, I, I believe, as well. Uh, well, Endgame was Don't Spoil the Endgame. I remember yes, following that one. Good, good point. Yes, good catch. Um, but I also love the fact, and I I, I just love Tom Holland. <laughs> I just absolutely love him. Um, he kept cracking up at Chris Pratt and David Bautista on set because they were just too funny. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen like a lot of the press coverage, but Anthony Mackie, AKA Falcon hysterical gives, with Tom Holland. Him gives Tom Holland so much oh, shit. Does he want a juice box? Exactly. <laughs> get him his juice box. If you please, if you get a chance, YouTube, Anthony Mackie, Tom Holland and like Avengers press tour. I mean, he does not stop giving Tom Holland shit this entire time. He goes, you know, who's a problem? Tom Holland's a problem. <laughs> like, and he's so, and I know we're not making that that funny, but Anthony Mackie is hysterical in what he talks about with Tom Holland. Highly, highly, highly recommended. It is absolutely wonderful stuff. So. Well, and they, they put Benedict or, uh, excuse me, Bandersnatch crispy bitch bridges. <laughs> crispy bitch bridges. Speak <laughs> <Crispy> bitch. <laughs> They put him on a lot of the same press tours with Tom Holland. Okay, you said be... crispy bitch britches. Can you say next time crispy bitches, please? <laughs> Bender Bender snatched crispy britches. Yes. Did I get, crispy did I get that bitches. Wrong? <laughs> you got it, Emmy. That's his name. You're right. Okay. Um, they put him. He's like he's like babysitting Tom Holland. Yes, and it, like every time Tom Holland starts to talk, <laughs> Benedict's like ah, 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 like he, which is fitting for Spider Man Three because 
Doctor Strange is going to be a mentor to. Oh, I cannot wait for Spider-Man 3. Cannot wait. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Really? What? You didn't know Benesniff Crumblelotch is going yeah. to be... I'm sorry. I think you mean Bander. Or sorry, Butterscotch. Bandersnatch, salty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one is supposed to come out first? Multiverse of Madness is coming no. out before. No, Spider-Man Three. Really? No. Oh no, no! You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Spider-Man Three is in December of next year, and then mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness is 2022. Oh, mm-hmm. Really? I thought it was yeah. the other way around. Yeah. Was, we said this next year we get Shang Chi, Black oh. Widow, oh. Eternals, yep, and Spider Man Three. Shameless plug to the podcast. I'm not going to mention the name because Clinton will get mad at me. But we are going to be doing WandaVision reviews by episodes. So hey, uh, we review the MCU old and there's going to be some by episodes. Just gonna let that breathe. I'm just gonna let All that right. breathe. All right. I'm 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 very excited to see Bubba Butt Cordis time on a Spider-Man movie. I think it's gonna be wonderful. I cannot wait for Spider-Man three. Cannot wait. Yeah. Um. That's I all want, I have. I just to want say. damn Black Widow. The hell's Honestly, going on? Yeah. Come on, just release it on Disney Plus. No, I don't want it on Disney Plus. I, I do. I'm totally fine with that. I want life to be normal and go to a theater. Well, it's not, Brandon, okay? It's I, not. I just, You're just going to have to whoa, snap out of whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, Thanos. Quit telling me to snap out of it. Chill. Jeez. It's not normal. It's not. It's not. It's not normal. And if people will listen, we could get back to normal, but they won't. All right, we're going to move on. So here, here we are. Put on your Spider-Man mask. I got a Guardians. When you go to the grocery store. I got a Guardians of the Galaxy mask. It's pretty cool. Do you? I do. Yeah. Show I, us. Uh, well, Proof. It's in my, it's it's in storage. storage. Is it in storage? I knew you were going to say it, dick. Yeah. Well, I mean. Well, well, I, am a, I mean, I am a dick. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Brandon was that guy in school that came and he like bragged about something. They're like, oh, cool. Show us. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know where it's at. It's, he he is Ned. Uh, Peter knows Spider Man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just just that guy that likes to brag but can't back it up. Mm-hmm. But Spider Man's in storage. Um. So favorite scenes of the movie, guys. I know that we have talked about this movie because it is our, our favorite. It is a favorite at the very least. Favorite scenes. And if you guys aren't ready for that question, I can start. One of my favorite scenes is when all of the superheroes are meeting the other superheroes when they're on the ship and the Guardians of the Galaxy come in and it's Tony and um, uh, Bramble Patch Scratch and Sniff (laughs) and Tom Holland. And they're all together in the ship and they're shooting at each other. And we already talked about that whole line. That's the, the who is Gamora? Where is Gamora? Why is Gamora? That was out of order. That's one of my favorite <laughs> scenes. And we've talked about this before. Every time they introduce somebody from a different franchise to someone new, I geek out. I'm so 
excited to see all of these characters meet each other. Yes. It's just so wonderful. And then Iron Man holds down Drax and he's like, if you don't uh, tell uh, me something, wait, what is it? I'll blast uh, You blast my guy. I'll blast him. Come on. Yes, let's yes, go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Drax is like, I can take it. And Mantis is like, he, he can't, can't take, take it. it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And it's, it, I think to your point, Emmy, it is like the, the, all these characters together on one screen, Iron Man with the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, that's a dream scenario for a lot of yes. people. So I completely agree with that one. Clinton, you had, you seem like you had a scene right away when she was saying that. So what's your scene that kind of sticks out at you? Probably the scene where uh, one envisioner in Scotland and we haven't, I've said uh, it once, but yeah, when, um, Cap and Falcon show up with mm-hmm. Black Widow mm-hmm. to fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, it! I was, I was on the edge of my seat that whole fight scene because yes. they caught Wanda and Vision off guard, and yeah. then they're fighting, and then they're losing. Like, and then they, sh- well, we see. Who do we see first? Cap. Yeah. Cap, yes. Yeah. It's the, the train shadows. that goes by. Then Falcon yes. flies in. What and a then, reveal! And then Black Widow. Yes. K- kicks yes. ass it's it's wonderful yeah and then we see the new cap and he is I, I don't know i gush over him in this movie but he does look fine af I yeah i mean that. i don't even know even if it's that for me i was about to say just, i don't know if, if it's even the looks it's the presence right clinton mm-hmm. yeah his whole demeanor i'm gonna be here and i'm gonna take charge mm-hmm. i'm not here leading a group anymore i'm here to get shit done yeah and he does just that and then we get Falcon, and then we get Black Widow. Uh, the whole scene, the fights, and I the love, whole fight scene is amazing. And even Black Widow's badass, where she's like, "We don't want to kill you, but we will." You know, mm-hmm. like just like it, it's they're so in tune. And with Scarlett Johansson's voice, I just love hearing her yeah. talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like in the way Vision goes, "Thank you, Cap," and he's like. Let's get you on the ship. You know, like he's very, he's a man of few words in this, in this movie, you know, and like he's to the point he's there on a mission. Like he's getting it done. And what I love about if you watched him from Avengers age of Ultron in age of Ultron, he's got the Avengers patch on the left shoulder and he's got the star in the middle. Well, uh, uh, Captain America civil war, he rips off the Avenger symbol. You'll actually see a patch where that Avenger symbol once was. So he's still got the star. And then after Captain America civil war, he's ripped off the star. He's, he's kind of torn apart himself And really what's left is the man, Steve Rogers, not the persona Captain America. Yes. And they tie, they, they tie it very well together because in the scene, if you remember when Tony's about to call cap, Mm -hmm. it's about where is vision and I don't know where he is, but I know someone that would, and we haven't talked. And mm-hmm. and it's the assumption that Cap would know where Vision is. Mm-hmm. Well, they turned off their translocator, that or Vision tra- turned off his translocator. And they, when they get on the ship after this fight, they're asking Vision why he did that, and he knew because they couldn't find them. Yeah, and it's it's incredible. I that's a really really good scene. Um, I'm going to go, oh, sorry, Amy, before we move to another scene, what you got? I, on that same note, yeah. Vision fought on Tony's side. Correct. In Civil War, right? So he's not excommunicated. He's so, not. 
So did um, Black Widow, technically, till the end. Till the end. But what I loved till about the end. but I, what I loved about Vision is, you know, uh, Scarlet Witch even says, "You gave Tony your word. I'd rather give it to you." You know, he's like, "What if we?" Mm-hmm. You know, and he he's even saying, yeah. "I'm I'm yeah. I'm I don't want to go back to Tony. I want to give my word to you." You know, we've realized this works. It works, and they they both have this moment together, and it's quite beautiful in Scotland. Before obviously, uh, the Proxima Midnight, and uh, you know, the the fight scene takes place. So, I think that that's basically a proposal, and I think that it might be the cutest, most awkward proposal ever like it's so cute when he asks her to stay and it's just it's it's cute it's a proposal he's basically saying like i would like to be with you forever Mm -hmm. and she goes you gave tony my word or she said something along the lines he goes i would rather give it i'd rather give it to you it's beautiful we're talking sorry go ahead who doesn't love love I loved this Mm -hmm. and I loved seeing that they had two years together Mm -hmm. and I love imagining what those two years looked like where they went and stole those moments together. Mm -hmm. It wasn't two continuous years. It was two years just finding moments together. Sorry. What'd you got? Well, there's a couple things. So watching this for the first time as we're viewing it right now Mm -hmm. and the points we're making are, are viewing this the first time, but when you've seen the whole MCU the stuff in this movie hits very differently. Um, is did Shuri get Vision's consciousness out of the stone? Is a question that I is have. A, agreed. Yep, no I had clue. it down. No clue. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Uh, it was here in this scene. While you're thinking about it, can I say that this is the seventh seventh time that Paul Bettany has been in a Marvel movie, but this is the first time that we actually see his face, like his good catch, like, good stuff, Emmy. Well, you not like his not. He was Jarvis and Vision. He was never without makeup as Paul Bettany. Really, I mean, yeah. or oh, like I got you. I, like we yeah. see him as like a human. Yeah. Uh, while you're thinking of that scene, Clinton, I'm going to go to one of my favorite scenes. And uh, okay. that was the Titan scene. Um, I really think uh, it was it was really, really cool because he goes, I take it the Ma is dead. This day extracts a heavy toll. Still, I accomplished my mission. And like, and Doctor Strange, you may regret that. You brought us face to face with the monster. Or he, he goes, sorry. He, he talks about Titan, and this was really cool. We get a more of a backstory with Thanos. He goes, this was my home. It was beautiful. Titan was like most planets, too many mouths, not enough to go around. When we faced extinction, I offered a solution. And Doctor Strange, genocide. But mm-hmm. random, both rich and poor alike. They called me a madman. And what I predicted came to pass. And Doctor Strange, as quick as anything, congratulations, you're a prophet. I'm a survivor. Who wants to murder trillions? With all six stones, I could simply snap my fingers and they could all cease to exist. I call that mercy. And then then what? I finally rest and watch the sun rise on a grateful universe. The hardest choices require the strongest wills. 
And then that's when the fight takes place. I think you'll find our will equal to ours. And then the hours and then the whole thing fights. But just we get a little bit more backstory on Thanos. We still get that that demeanor, that unnervingly calm demeanor, but fair, random, both rich and poor alike. He's not saying there's an upper class or lower class that should be eliminated. It's, hey, I don't care who it is. We need more mouths to feed. Uh, you know, we need equal uh, amounts. It's, it's it's just more interesting into his character. And he even talks about, I rest. I rest at the end of this day. And I think there's, uh, and I don't want to get too far into this for people that are very religious, but there's a lot of religious undertones in this movie. He's walking on water at the scene where he's talking to Gamora. He, he, he talks about resting uh, at the end of all his work. He rests, you know, like uh, the, he rest on the seventh day. Uh, there's a lot of religious undertones with Thanos. He even, I believe, says, I mean, he says a few things to me that stick out to me. And it's, wow. I mean, it just kind of gets your head and your, your, the gears turning in my head where, you know, and he he really saw himself as a God. And, uh, I mean that when he, when Loki calls him out, you'll never be a God. I think Loki knew that's what he wants to be. He wants to be a God. And Thanos took exception to that, snapped his neck and that was it. No, I'm going to be, and you know, and it was just, I don't know. I love the scenes where we get to know Thanos more. And I love the scenes that where we may not understand why, you know, we may not agree with what he did, but we understand where he, what he is saying and where he is coming from. No, you shouldn't do this, but Oh man, his reasoning, he he's, he's not so mad. He's just more like, ah, I don't know. The, the whole scene on Titan, not just the dialogue, but also the fight scene that comes before, Oh, it comes after it. The intense scene with star Lord, which we've already touched base on. Um, and then, you know, the breakout and where he ends up achieving the time stone and Dr. Strange goes, we're in the end game now. And he, mm-hmm. he sees the 14 million, 600, uh, thousand, you know, predictions and only one where they win, which sets up in game. And obviously Tony plays a huge part in that final, that, that one. And Tony has to live. And there's so much revealed in this one scene on Titan, and I, I'm absolutely uh, blown away by it. He throws a moon at Tony. Holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, there's 500 million things I could unpack in this one probably 10, 15-minute scene, but it's a really, really good stuff. So that's one that sticks out at me for sure. I remembered I remembered what I was going to say, and I'm going to come back to what you were talking about, Brandon. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, Knowing what happens in the future now, um, you know, I said that a minute ago with Vision and Wanda, but seeing what she goes through in this movie with Vision and her being attacked and remembering the scene in Endgame when she says, you took everything from me. Mm-hmm. With conviction. Oh, my God. And he she's. Go- but then Thanos, I don't even know who you are. You know, like, oh. oh. It's Bitch, one. but you're about to. Yeah, but like I was thinking of that scene the whole time of mm-hmm. the, the whole time in this movie with Wanda. Vision was mm-hmm. everything. And the shit she's went. It, Vision was everything she was. Yes. She finally felt normal. Like sure she's been did. through experiments and all kinds of shit. And she finally felt the whole thing they were doing in Scotland was just try to feel normal like a right. family. And right. And then and, it got taken from her, yeah. and and she <laughs> comes back with a vengeance at him. And I felt that in this scene. Like, I didn't, 
think that the first time I watched it, obviously, because Endgame wasn't out yet, but seeing Endgame and, and watching this scene, it, it was very different for me because I was like, she is like angry because she finally felt grounded. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, and I'm sorry, very sorry. curious to see how that shakes out in WandaVision. How oh, she's the, unstable, I think. Now. I do too. Yeah. I think she's very unstable. But I uh, but I love that Clinton's point here, and I'm going to go right back to you, Emmy. It's just seeing these new movies. Like it, like seeing Infinity War made you think of Endgame. Seeing Infinity War made me think of Ragnarok. You know, like yeah. it's, they're still paying off prior movies with the new ones, and it makes you appreciate mm-hmm. these new scenes. Sorry, Emmy, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I completely agree with you there, man. No, that's totally fine. Um, by the end, Vision is completely in black and white. I love that touch, by the way. Which is a comic touch, correct? Do you want yes. to elaborate or just yes. nod your head for the listeners at home? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. I Because the trailer for WandaVision starts out in black and white, was kind of thinking that... And then also, like Brandon said, like how much of Vision did Shuri get out before? I said the- that, not Brandon, by oh, the I'm way. So- oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. How much did Shuri get out of his consciousness? Yeah. Before they, had- yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it'll ever- they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have put that scene in there. They wouldn't have put that whole idea in there if we didn't get to see. That is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's I I do not think that this is just all built in Wanda's mind. I think Oof. and I'm 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 doing the the Well maybe uh, maybe even if it is built in her mind, she's powerful enough to bring them to life and I think that's what's going to happen with the twins they have. They may be a fantasy but she's powerful enough to bring them into reality. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I mean, they're going to bring Wiccan and Speed. There's no doubt they're going to bring Wiccan and Speed in. I, I know we're talking. Uh, exactly. I know who you're talking about, and I cannot wait for them. But I've got to. I, I know we're talking about Wanda, obviously, in Vision right now. But there's dialogue that we didn't really touch on. I know we talked about this final scene where she destroys the Mind Stone. But the, the the dialogue where she go where Vision looks at her and goes, Wanda, it's time. And she's crying, and she goes, no. And he goes, they can't stop him, but we can. Look at me. You must destroy the stone. We are out of time. And she's crying. I I can't. Yes, you can. If he gets the stone, half of the universe dies. It's not fair. It shouldn't be you, but it is. It's all right. You could never hurt me. I just feel you. And just when, like, she just, she's crying and she starts moving her hands and starts destroying that. I I hope whatever we get out of WandaVision, it's still somewhere in there. There's this foundation that they built in Infinity War, and a little oh, bit. I'm sure. I mean, it's just that that scene, and she's crying, and just I love you, and then that just that stone destroys. I think that's going to be the whole premise of her reality she creates. I agree, mm-hmm. but from even from the trailer, we see that Vision is understanding he's in a world like he's conscious that he's there. Right. So it can't just be Wanda's mind. When we see visions viewpoint, I cannot wait to review this. I'm exactly. I'm so 
so excited to see what in the hell Marvel is about to throw at us because we're all speculating all these different things. Yeah. We haven't had new content in over a year. About to get it soon. Like, I, I, I less than a month. Less, we're than, less a month. than a month away. We're about a month away right now. Yes, little little less. You're correct. Yes. La 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 la. la. <laughs> Cannot <laughs> wait. Cannot wait. I'm very very excited. Yes, going to be fun times ahead. But but when they made when they made Vision go black and white, I thought it was a nice touch to the like comics. It was, I you know it was fa- it was like. Watching it this time, it was very um, conservative on how they changed his color. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like straight black and white. It was like a fade. Mm-hmm. It just was weird. And then you're like, like oh, he's color, black and white now. Like, the color got sucked out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, And watching his head get crushed in was... And, and correct me if I'm rough. wrong, but isn't there a white... There's white vision in the comics, I believe. It, you know, so the, it, I thought it was almost a play on the comic books as well when he turned that color. Which, yes, which we covered was, that, Brandon. I don't know where you were. I, I was listening. I was just... Re- it ain't me this time. <laughs> I was repeating and I was agreeing. I'm sorry. I don't think um, we actually said white vision, which doesn't sound like a great name. Uh, the white wizard. Lord of the Rings. I mean, also not great in hindsight. <laughs> well, the vision turned white. Okay, I apologize. Sorry. Black and white. Okay, guys. We're going to move on. Any other scenes in particular that stand out to you guys? Um. Okay, so we, we did touch on the scene on Titan. Mm-hmm. To go with that on Titan, I meant to come back to it. When Doctor Strange faces off against Thanos, oh. it was a formidable fight. I loved it. Thanos, or excuse me, Doctor Strange when he turns into like a hundred Doctor yes! Strange. Yes, well, not even that, but that he opens up the mirror dimension for yes. me to block yeah. his. Yes, he and then when he turns into out. seventeen million Doctor Stranges, uh, it's wonderful. We all had different numbers on that, and they were all probably wildly wrong. I think Brandon went with 100, I went with 400, and you went with 17 million, Clinton. I'm, I'm going to say Clinton's probably. I mean, I go above and beyond, baby. Yeah, That's what I'm here for. Exactly. Higher, faster, further, baby. So, yeah. Captain Marvel's up next. Sorry. Anyway. Ugh. Oh, don't. Ugh. Don't. It's a great movie. Anyway, okay. We'll We're get, not there yet. We're not, We're not there, there yet. yet. Is that um, what's next? Yes. Uh, way to ruin my knot. Emmy, what do you got? Um, Tony's suit, his nanotech suit, keeps rebuilding in that scene when he, uh, Thanos, 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 when Thanos attacks him. Dang it! When Thanos drops a moon on him, and I mean, I mean, they're, they're when fighting. Thanos moons him. When Thanos moons him. That one was yours. That was not me. <laughs> Emmy is like scarred because she was like, what did I say? <laughs> oh, wait, that wasn't me. That was Clinton. Clinton's crickets. Clinton, Clinton, Clinton cricket. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with the nickname crickets. Cricket. We, what were we talking about? Oh, Brandon. Hold Brandon. on. When I hear the word cricket, I think of the Ninja Turtles movie with Casey Jones. <laughs> cricket. You don't remember that scene? I don't know. Are we talking about the sport cricket? N- yes. <laughs> no, y'all, come on. You don't remember the first Ninja Turtles movie? Yes. Or the second one where Casey Jones shows up? Yes. 
and he's fighting Raphael. Yes. I know that one. That's Raphael the right was guy. such a jerk in those in that movie. No, that's but not I, the bad guy. That's one of the Ninja Turtles. Yes, Emmy. Oh my gosh, are you? What's the rat guy? Splinter. Splinter. Emmy. Emmy. I'm really disappointed in you. Oh. I I am much younger than you guys. Much, much. Okay, you're That's like a little much. You're ten say. years younger than Clinton and one year younger than me. Okay, so there- wait, what? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> so I hate you guys it's, so I mean, much. Why did I sign up for this shit? Sorry, old man Rivers. What are we talking about? <laughs> the okay. Old man Rivers. At all. Brandon's just trying to deflect from Boomer Brandon. That's all he's trying to do. <laughs> That's what it was, Boomer Brandon. Shout out Joey for uh, calling him Boomer Brandon. By the way, Joey shared something on our uh, Facebook page about his museum exhibit like that he went to. Oh my gosh. I There's one in Las Vegas too that have like the actual costumes and I... Brandon's deflecting. I'm not deflecting. I'm shouting out Joey as well, dick. I shouted him out first about him calling you a boomer. That's why I'm continuing to shout him out. We love you, Joey. Joey, you're the man. I'm not going to talk because apparently I'm deflecting. Emmy, what do you got? Tony suit keeps rebuilding until it runs out of nanoparticles. And then he it, it like starts borrowing from other parts of his suit. So there's a point when he's fighting Thanos. 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 Why do I want to say that? Thanos. Thanos. Hey, Thanos. How are you, Thanos? Dang it. Anyway. It's kind of so there's a point. There's a point when he's fighting Thanos, where he needs firepower in his hands. And so you see the nanoparticles go because he's running out of them from his legs to his hands so that he can or whatever can he you, does. Can you can you do that one more time? No, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it like Brandon can, so I won't try again. But he's he's trying to use like the nanoparticles to uh pew pew. Correct. Brandon, Brandon, how do you do it? I'm going to leave this one alone because I can't do it any better than what she did. I think I like just I'm hey, I'm not about one upping people, Clinton. I'm about letting them have their. I know. I was just asking, genuinely asking. No, it's all good. It's all good. There's another part where it goes from his arm, like it goes from one arm to where he's trying to kill Thanos. Thanos. I quit. Thanos. Thanos with a knife, and the knife breaks off, and that's what Thanos kills him or tries to kill him. Did you guys think Tony Stark was dead in this scene? 100%. Same here. I thought they were killing off Tony here. Mm -hmm. Clint, what'd you think? You're nodding your head, but (laughs) I I did too. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I was a little confused. I was like, oh, it's going to happen here. Right. Right. I mean, it was it was sudden, but I was like, it's towards the end of the movie. We've been about two hours into the movie mm-hmm. at this time. If there's going to be a time to take him out, this is it. So, <laughs> got him, got him. Um, but yeah, like I was like, oh man, and and I remember uh, an audible gasp being mm-hmm. from the movie theater when he stabbed like Tony. It was like <gasps> like people like he's gone, he's gone, and I think that's what made it a spoiler alert unpredictable. 
well, for Endgame, you know, when Tony passed, like, we already saw basically his near death or almost death in this movie. It didn't feel like Tony was going to be the one that died in Endgame. That, that, exactly that, that. Yes. I thought Cap would die and Tony yes. would live on. Same here. Because yep. of because his. Because of this amp- scene, I think. I know. That's part of it. Emmy, that's part of it for me, but I I agree with you there. But Clint, what do you got? Outside of movies, I just thought Robert Downey Jr. is going to keep cameoing in other movies, so they're not going to kill him off. And Robert Downey Jr., if you follow him on Instagram, which I'm sure you do, Clinton, I do as well, like, he's so entrenched in the Iron Man character. Like, I really thought he's going to play... And you do too, Emmy. You follow him too, don't you? I was going to say, like, seriously, like, what? Wait, Emmy, you like Robert Downey Jr.? What? I mean, just a little bit. Like, I mean, I, like, follow him on Instagram on all three of my... She's obsessed with Robert Downey Jr. This is a conscience. (laughs) Ben is obsessed with Chris Evans. Chris Evans is Brandon's fantasy. (laughs) Oh! You're there, you heard it first, ladies and gentlemen, on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. <laughs> Is Cap too much Cur- for my ears? It's too much for my ears. You guys Cap need to curious back, confirmed. Back, back away curious, from the microphone confirmed. I'm going to back away from the microphone now. No, like, but the biggest thing with uh, I I agree, Clinton. I thought with Tony, Cap Cur- oh yeah, yeah, same thing, both things. But I'm going to talk about the Tony star. Like, I thought Robert Downey Jr. The way he was so entrenched in the character, like he would post stuff about Iron Man all the time. I was like, he's going to be around for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. I did not. Did not expect him. Like honestly, in this scene, yes, I thought he was gone. And in going into Endgame, no, I had zero clue that he was gone. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah. okay, Cap- I knew someone big would die. Exactly, I did not it, think was it was Tony. Ex- it, it, was it was Cap or Tony, and all my money was on Cap. All my mm-hmm. money was on it. So, and I mean, he kind of did though. <laughs> kind of did exactly. Um, so there's they phased him out. And, uh, you know, there's just we've already touched base on one of the most powerful scenes to me. I'm not going to touch base on it again, but I just want to bring it up. Gamora uh, being thrown off uh, by Thanos and Voromir. To me, the most powerful scene, the one that made me uh, tear up the most out of anything in this movie. Um, Absolutely incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, You know, the Guardians with Thor, the very beginning on that Asgardian refugee ship. There's so many different scenes. Rocket speaking with Thor specifically. You know, um, that scene with Star-Lord and Gamora, as much as we want to poke holes in it and say Star-Lord was a child, are these the smoke grenades or the blow-off-your-junk grenades? I think he was just me. I've got a problem <laughs> and when I'm talking to my fiance sometimes where I like to oh, just complete, I like to joke. I like to just lighten the mood. She'll be tr- totally serious. I could see me saying, is this the, the smoke grenades or the blow off your junk grenades to lighten the mood? It can be very intense right now. We, you know, and then when she has that scene, like you, you got to kill me. If he gets a hold of me, kill me. Just a, a, a powerful scene. And once again, I'm telling you, honest to God, Thanos and Gamora make this movie for me. They are mm-hmm. my favorite parts, and everything Gamora's in, whether she's with Thanos or without Thanos, every mm-hmm. scene Zoe Saldana is in, she steals it for me. She steals it. Her emotional performance is out of out of this world, where there's a funny joke about the Zarg nuts and Drax and staying perfectly still, but before that, she's pleading with Star-Lord to kill her if things go awry. Mm-hmm. 
I I'm invested, man. And that's what makes the scene on Boromir work. Because what they set up both in the the scene where they're on the ship with Star Lord on on the Milano, where they're in nowhere. Mm-mm. Nope, no, no. I'm gonna stop you right there. Yeah. It's not the Milano. The Milano was destroyed. Do we know what the new name of the ship is? I did not. Obviously not. What? What is it? The Benatar. Oh, that's nice. Ah, nice. Pat Benatar reference. I love it. Uh, yeah. But like what they set up in all those scenes, whether it's the Benatar or nowhere, that's why Vormir works for me. Um, and I believe everything that Gamora is saying. I, I just, I got such, and then the Gamora scene where she's on the, on the sanctuary with Thanos, you know, and she's having a scene mm-hmm. where she, I, I hope you'd sit on this throne one day. And she goes, you know, I didn't want this. And she, you know, like she's the fiercest fighter in the galaxy, but she didn't want what Thanos basically put out in front of her, her destiny. Uh, sorry. There's, there's so many scenes in this movie I could talk about in depth, but everything with Gamora gets my vote. <laughs> sorry. I'm- I hate my emotions were all over the place on Vormir. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And oh, all over the place. Remember, um, I didn't know how to process because I didn't expect her to die for one. And I didn't mm-hmm. expect Thanos to care about her for real. There, there was just a lot mm-hmm. at Vormir. I, we got Red it was Skull. A lot, a lot of Gotham's. I cried. I cried in the theater watching this. I'm not afraid to say like when he threw her off and he's crying and she's crying, screaming at him. Like I, I'm telling you, man, this one, like in that music and like the, the, the light that beams up right at the end. And he's like, Oh my gosh, the emotions are so real to me in this scene. I, this was the one scene I got emotional at in this movie. You know, I don't know. It, 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 it hits me every time. And I saw this movie last night or two nights ago. I watched this before we recorded. I felt it, man. I felt it again. I, I had those same emotions. I don't know. Good stuff. Good stuff. I Going back to when we first see Gamora. I think that is wonderful to me because, okay, we get the rubber band man. Gone, Mora. It's more fitting now. Okay, now it is. But back then, it wasn't yet. Um, I don't know what it is about the beginning of Rubber Band Man and 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. What? 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. Rubber Band Man. Nine, two, Rub- five. Oh, we know, but what are you getting at? Rubber Band Man is in the movie. I didn't know nine. Obviously, before. yes. But the beginning, like the first like three or four notes, every single time I watch this movie, I think it's about to be nine to five oh, by Dolly. Well, it's not. And I. No. Working nine to five. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, either way. Roll out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Vision. Pour myself a cup of ambition. That's what I said. Oh, it's so good. Oh, we didn't. When Tony says, "Hold on, Clinton," she was getting to a point. Hold on. Oh, oh <laughs> well, I, I, I could oh. see her already. Hold on, Emmy. What were you saying though? Okay, so they're playing Rubber Band Man and not Nine to Five. Although, um, either way, let's uh, yes, Rubber Band Man. Nine to five is better, but um, Gamora is dancing 
She is dancing to this song. Lip syncing like to the song. That alone. Lip syncing is... to it, going crazy. Sorry, she's a part of the the group. Keep going. She's dancing. Yeah, that was like a huge theme. Yeah, she... and she is doing that, and I I enjoyed seeing that. She found her there's, family. There's also the point when there's Mantis in the background, and I I think it's Quill says, "All right, put on your mean faces." And you, you don't hear Mantis, but you see her go. Her. Oh, it's hilarious. Wonderful. It's hilarious. wonderful. Yes. That's so good. Oh my God. <laughs> Working nine to I'm just kidding, Amy. I love with you. With a bunch of effing assholes. <laughs> Trying to podcast right. <laughs> but they won't let me talk my point through. <laughs> Just trying. We're just trying. It's cool. Go ahead. Go ahead. Clinton, what were you going to say about Tony? You throw another moon at me, I'm going to lose it. Oh, (laughs) yes. That part. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, and... and Go ahead. No, you go. You go. And when we thought Tony was going to die and Thanos says, I hope they remember you, Stark. It hits different now that we know what happens later. Sure does, mm-hmm. man. We do fucking remember him, Thanos. You son of a bitch. Yeah, Thanos. Are you listening? Yeah, we remember him. You know who we don't remember? <laughs> who? who? I don't remember his name. I think it started with a T. Thanos. You but ta Thanos. I just Titinos. Titino. Titino's pizza. That's what it is. Did. Did anyone else think it was weird that Thanos knew who Stark there's a, was? There's a reason for that, and I can't remember what it well, is. Well, wasn't it the Battle of I New know York? It. I Googled it. Yep, it, that's exactly it. Yeah, sorry. Go for it. Stark Amy. was the person who foiled his like plan. L- launched the nuke right at his ship, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So Because I did, I, I had to Google it, because I was like, why in the world would and when Tony and when Stark Tony Stark is. even goes you know me and he goes I do and, you know and it and just I know what it's like to be cursed with knowledge and it, it is just it's a really cool scene well we forget too I think I know I do that all the battles up until this point were Thanos's plan mm-hmm. like all of the fights and the big things up to this point were Thanos is doing yeah he's been behind so he's he's had Eyes in the sky, literally. Correct. <laughs> up to this point. Mm-hmm. All of them? The big, the Avengers stuff, the bad guy stuff, like the big like bad the stuff. Avengers. And then um, Guardians, right? Yes. Right. Was like, was. Anything to do with is, the stones were Thanos' plan. Correct. So was Dormammu or. In the hierarchy of people being no, no, Dormammu wasn't after the time stone, right? Okay, so in the grand scheme, like the the hierarchy of things in the MCU, is Dormammu higher than Thanos or lower? In the comics, yes, I think. I would still say though I'm just it's thinking, a little hazy for me. To me, right now. I said all I said higher or lower, and you said yes. I think he said higher. I think you said higher, and then he said yes. 
Oh, okay. okay I don't sorry. remember the lower part, but uh, I I do think Dormammu is a big deal in the comics with yeah. Doctor Strange. But okay. I, I will say this uh, real quick because I don't want to go this entire podcast without mentioning this, where he goes, uh, where Thor lands on Earth, bring me Thanos and everything. And he goes, he talks to Steve Rogers and he goes, I've noticed you've covered my beard. This is my friend, Tree. And he goes, I am Groot. And, and he goes, uh, hi, hi, I'm Steve Rogers. <laughs> it is. I am Steve Rogers is what he says. Not even I'm mm-hmm. Steve Rogers. I am Steve Rogers. Like I am Groot. And it was it, such it a. It was like a noble, like, yes. hi, I'm Steve Rogers. Like, I, and he even pats his chest. Like I'm trying to communicate with you. And it is, oh, it's just, it's a cute little adorable scene in the middle of all this insanity that's going around. And, and Thor calls rocket rabbit the whole time in this yes. movie. The right. whole time. Exactly. And rocket almost takes offense the first time and then just i think he's even more confused he's like rabbit what (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i think he's trying to process what the hell (laughs) and it's it's really really good but i do have to say you know uh we haven't touched base on this but we just reviewed black panther and we have the the scene at wakanda where everyone the all the five tribes are are coming out to fight for wakanda and evacuate the city engage all your defenses and get this man a shield and black panther i said that earlier sorry but what i'm going with is black panther feels like every bit the king that he truly is and then we see he talks to thank you for standing with us as he talks to mbaku and uh you know it's and then we hear him say you are in wakanda now when he's talking to proximity midnight or gosh uh you know and he goes you are in wakanda now thanos will have nothing but dust and blood and she goes we have blood to spare and uh just we see these dogs run around the bubble and they're killing themselves and i love mbaku's line here is this will be the end of wakanda and quickly without a moment's notice okoya respond okoya responds then it will be the noblest end in history and Black Panther, Wakanda forever, and they all run towards them. Black Panther leading the way, followed by Cap and the rest of the team. Wonderful, wonderful charge scene. This feels bigger. This is what I kind of wanted that Wakanda scene to be in Black Panther. It feels huge to me. It feels like, okay, there's a lot of stakes here. Um, absolutely breathtaking. And obviously, Black Panther, Wakanda, this is really, really cool what they've set up in the movie prior to and this entire scene where kind of everything comes to a head and obviously we see Thanos collect his final stone here. Uh, but uh, really, really cool stuff. Um, I completely agree. I love that the shields are the cloaks and the cloaks make like the vibranium shieldy things <laughs> good word yes i mean thank you yes. thanks the uh the uh scientific word i'm sure mm-hmm. um good stuff when they were filming this okay so i already said that they started filming this movie two weeks after they wrapped black panther so everyone pretty much in this scene was still basically in character and they didn't weren't. they film this back to back with Endgame as well? Yeah, they did. Well, both Infinity War and Endgame. Yes, they did. Yeah, 
they filmed it at the same time. Mm-hmm. God, what a year! Right? What a like. Yeah, I mean, Black, I've been mad. Black Panther, Infinity War, and Endgame. I mean, to me, arguably the three. I think they're the three highest grossing movies for Marvel Studios too, which is crazy. What a tear, man! Like, what an awesome run they had. Absolutely sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get Captain Marvel in the middle of it. Ugh. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was amazing, and she made over a billion dollars. So, kiss my ass. Anyway, sorry. yeah, she didn't do as good as these movies, though. She wasn't competing with them. Yeah. Maybe. Go ahead, Amy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um. So Winston Duke, who played Mbaku. 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 <laughs> can you say it, Amy, so we can hear Clinton laugh, please? Uh, Mbaku can throw my back out. <laughs> it breaks. Away. It wasn't supposed to get you again. No, it's I didn't it's, want it to. Piss him. Anyway, that's not funny. Carry on. It's it's not mine. I cannot take credit for that. That was someone. I know, but like every la- or excuse me, Clinton laughing at that makes my day. And he's still okay. he's still laughing at the. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so Mbaku. Um, can throw Emmy's Mbaku. Mbaku. Yes. What you got? Mbaku. Um, he started the Ye Bombay. Yes. Chant on this set. Right. Like they didn't put it in initially. Which, like, watching this movie, how could you not? E Bombay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's amazing. It's powerful. It's absolutely powerful. And then like, E-Bombay, E-Bombay, E-Bombay. We're going to forever. And then that yeah. charge. Oh, sorry. Awesome stuff. And Cap so and good. Black Panther are running side by side the same speed. Pretty kick ass. <laughs> it wasn't. I feel like it wasn't the same speed. I'd say Black I Panther. That, uh, I'd say, yeah. I'd give a slight edge to Black Panther there for yeah. sure. Yeah. They're way ahead of everyone else is my point. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Damn. And then there's Emmy in the back. At the city, being like, <laughs> "Hold on, guys, I got it." <laughs> There's Brandon at Chick Fil A saying, "Is it Sunday? Damn it, it's Sunday. <laughs> I guess I'll come back Monday." <laughs> no, uh, uh, Scarlet Witch got out good because she didn't even have to fight until the end. She's just up in the tower while they were fighting for a reason, which we discussed earlier. So, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. To this make is- sure Shuri was getting him repaired correct <laughs> and, well it's funny because shuri goes you know oh, this is bruce banner right well we had to eat, uh, attach each neuron non-sequential uh, and she goes why didn't you just program the synopsis to work collectively think of it because we didn't think of it <sighs> and the look that vision gives yes banner to bruce yes when she says that is Preach. like Preach. he goes why didn't you think of that mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I had something. It's gone. Damn it! No, it's not gone. It's just, it's just out there somewhere. All right. Well, uh, 
we've talked about so many scenes. I don't want to skip over one, obviously, before we move on to credits. But uh, in- we got Capper united with Bucky too, by oh, the way. And I which love is it. a big deal. And I love like Bucky's response. He's like, "How you doing, Buck?" And he goes, "Not bad for a semi-stable hundred-year-old man, <laughs> you know." And for the end of the world, uh, just Bucky and Cap, just that quick moment. God, I and Bucky's new arm, sick, sick. I love it's it. It's very pretty. Very vibranium. It, I like it. Very Wakanda, black yes. and gold. Mm-hmm. I yeah. loved it. I absolutely loved it. So, did you guys catch that when Tony Stark is talking about the weird dream he had about some future child? Um, they start talking about uh, Pepper Potts' eccentric un- uncle, whose name is Morgan. Which yes. we also get revealed in Endgame. Morgana. Oh, yes. Yes. That's and I immediately yes. I don't yes. Awesome catch there. And I, I also put the same thing together. And it's really cool that he was kind of seeing into his future a little bit and uh really knew that they were gonna have a child and named Morgan. And we named it after your eccentric uh, eccentric uncle. Mm-hmm. What was his name? And regardless, boy or girl, they still named her Morgan. And uh, mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. So good catch, Emmy. I enjoyed that. Um, then he also says something about showing off that Harry Winston, mm-hmm. which I had to do a little googly oogly. Googly oogly. Yes. I needed to Google that. Um, <laughs> right. They are so expensive that they don't let you search um, or rank price from low to high mm-hmm. like Amazon does. So, like, they're, like, that classy that they're not, like, oh, well, which one's the cheapest? <laughs> right. Um, I would like for you guys to guess how much... Do you guys think that Pepper Potts engagement ring costs? Oh, like, God. just give me a ballpark figure. Two million. Oh, my God. That was way over. I was going to say 400,000. Oh, my God. Also way over. Oh, so 200,000. You built this up way more than it should have been then. It. Oh, apparently I did. 200,000. <laughs> How much are engagement rings? <laughs> Listen, you're talking about Tony Stark, though. Yeah, hold on. 200,000? Is w- way high. Oh, my gosh. 50, 70,000. Okay. I guess. All right. I guess. Yeah, maybe, you really didn't set this up well. Probably not. Maybe I should put this from the vantage point that I Googled the company. I got onto their website and I was like, ooh, that lo- ring looks pretty. Uh-huh. And then I was like, ooh, that ring looks pretty, too. Ooh, and then that I, ring. Sorry. And then I looked you- at the prices of those rings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm assuming that maybe Tony Stark might be more well off than I am. Mm-hmm. So he can afford more. But okay. All right. Shocking. <laughs> so the, the first ring that I saw... That I loved was $15,000. Is that it? I'm sorry. I have not gotten engaged to anybody. Is that not like a ridiculous amount of money? 15, That's I, don't, I haven't gotten. Uh, Did you say 15000 Yeah. Man. 
Yeah, I mean, that's expensive, but not what I would think Tony Stark would spend. I think he would be, like, way more than that. Okay. Yeah. So I saw I saw another one that I was like, oh, that one's kind of cute, too. And that one was 24000 Mm-hmm. Probably still again. You're right. It's like, yeah. It's it to me. It's super expensive. That and fifteen thousand for my obviously my budget. But for Tony Stark, I isn't feel like, the rule supposed to be like your annual salary? I think it's like a few months of your annual salary. Four months. Three or four months. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so if I were to buy an engagement ring for somebody, it should only be fourteen hundred dollars. Just kidding. Just kidding. Right. As <laughs> as a high paid teacher, I make way more than that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, in East Tennessee, you make great money. <laughs> and we will pivot as from, all of us do. And we will pivot from there. <laughs> Emmy, what else you got? I think that's it. That's it. Honestly. I think there was one scene that I wanted to touch base on, though, too. Like, just the pop culture references with Spider-Man. You know, him him being in there with uh, Tony Stark. And he's like, have you ever seen the movie Alien? And it carries that theme on where, you know, he's talking about Star Wars and Civil War. I love the continuity. Mm-hmm. I love how amazing it is. And and Tony Stark even saying, if you make one more pop culture reference, you know, just... Be, and be, be, him be, with uh, Star-Lord when he says... Footloose, greatest yes. movies of all time. And he's like, no, it never was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really, really. And then Tony Stark turns around and calls Star-Lord Flash Gordon. Yes, it's it's yeah. absolutely wonderful. So, yeah. yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, we got to talk about one thing before we head on out of here. And I think we all can agree on what we're going to talk about is. It's a math fact. So... <laughs> Yes, Emmy, a math fact. Math, that's what we were going. Yes, everyone that have been sitting here for three plus hours, they're like, math, please be a math fact, please. Please, I know they're screaming at their radio. Go over the math facts, please. I've been waiting for someone. Their radio? Okay, okay, 70 year old Clinton. (laughs) Uh, They're probably all sitting by their radio. Streaming. It's streaming through the radio. Uh, all right, Boomer Clinton. Uh, fun, fun fact. Fun fact. The car I just bought, I didn't realize till after a month I, after I bought it, it does not have a CD player. Oh, wow. Gotcha. But is, as long as... Because I'm all digital, baby. Because <laughs> I'm in the 21st century. I'm not a grandpa. They're okay? all sitting by their radio hoping we talk about math facts. <laughs> of mint in their car, you ass. <laughs> if you don't have a CD player, how are you playing... In sync celebrity, the Spotify, album. Spotify, baby. What you mean? Hmm. No, Emmy. What's the math fact? <laughs> Let's get back the to math the fact. math okay. fact. Okay, so we all call the snap. We like we all call it the snap. It is the snap. Chat, chat. The snap. We call it the snap. It's the the dusting. Yes. Uh, the blip, I think, is what they call it in Snatch. other movies. I don't think they call it that, but if that's what you want to call it, that's all on you, Clinton. Yeah, Clinton um, usually calls a lot of things the snatch. Yep. Anyway, let's keep going. In the comics, they call it the decimation. Uh-huh. Which is Roman for, like, Deca. 
hedron means like a five-sided or a ten-sided figure mm-hmm. so a decimation is one-tenth of the population not one half wow just saying math fact all right nobody loved that but i did oh no that's there's cr- there's people no that- that's crazy emmy you blew my mind i can't see you right now clinton because you turned off your damn camera <laughs> But I know for a fact that you're being an asshole. <laughs> no, I'm I'm like I'm like blown away. <laughs> I appreciate it, Emmy. All right. We do have to talk about though the dusting. We also have to talk about the snap and like the the after effects of who goes really. Thank God this happened outside because if this was inside <laughs> Clinton, stop. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. We're done. Okay. <laughs> But there would have been a lot of sweeping <sighs> that day. Yeah. I feel like you didn't have to go there. We all got it. <laughs> and the fact that you went there made it not a great joke. Oh, wow. But we see so many characters get dusted here. And we see Winter Soldier is the first one. And he goes, Steve. And then he falls. We see many others. We see the Falcon we see Black Panther. We see just many, many characters. Which, if honestly, if you remember in Civil War, we called to this. All the people on the right side of the table mm-hmm. were dusted, and mm-hmm. then the people on the left side were not. Yes, and we see Scarlet Witch. She gets dusted. We also get on. We, we are taken to Titan, and we see Star-Lord, Drax. <sighs> We see uh, Mantis be dusted, but one of the most emotional, I think, for, yes. for everybody is Spider Man, Mister Mister Stark. I don't, I don't feel so good, and mm-hmm. he grabs Tony. He goes, "I, I don't, I don't want to go. I don't, I don't want to go. Please, please, I don't, I don't want to go, Mister Stark. Please." And like he holds, and he he places him on the ground. He goes, I, "I'm sorry," and he dusts off. And Tony, while holding him. He's gone, and Spider-Man, obviously because of his strength and because of his abilities and his powers, was able to hold on, but it almost kind of cost him and made him feel the dusting more than a lot of other characters. Um, so we see Spider-Man pass, and I remember I remember all these key characters leaving, um, and I think it was shocking because I think me going into it, I thought it was going to be the newer Avengers, like the Black Panther and the Spider-Man. And, you know, these yeah. characters are going to lead us into Endgame to bring the older ones back. It was the complete opposite. Uh, it, it felt like the original. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Groot. I am Groot. And he's saying dad to Rocket. Um, that was later revealed by James Gunn, you know, and it, it just we see a lot of people pass and it's. It's really, really depressing. It's really, really, it just breaks your heart. And you see Tony and Nebula are stuck on Titan. And we see Captain America, Black Widow, Okoye, Rocket Raccoon, War Machine, uh, Bruce Banner, Thor, all on in Wakanda, you know, just standing there in awe. And I just remember being in the theaters and hearing like when Black Panther went, I remember it, Black Panther going, and I remember in that theater going, nah, man, no, no. I heard people in the audience screaming that. When Spider-Man went, I heard audible mm-hmm. gasps. I heard, oh, why is it, why is Spider-Man? And like, I, people were stunned. 
it, it, they really were very bold with who they took out. You know, like Spider-Man, Black Panther, these guys were leading the future of the MCU. Let's take them out. And mm-hmm. I applaud Marvel Studios for being that bold, but what, especially, I go back to 2018 watching this in theaters, how heartbreaking and heart-wrenching it was to see all these characters that we've grown to love and be put in this MCU Gosh, it was it was a very emotional time. So kind of I'm going to talk to you about, you know, 2018. I know we don't flash back often, but your your memory seeing all of these characters dusted. Were you shocked by the selection for one and for two revisiting this scene again? What was it like? Uh, I'm going to throw it to Emmy first. I. Back in 2018, I don't think I completely because, like I said, I was trying to figure out what was happening in the movie before it had actually happened. And so in my head, Thanos was not successful or he was successful and had died. And the whole um, snap slash dusting slash decimation, whatever you want to call it, didn't happen. And so when it started happening, I was like, hmm, what the crap is happening and then i i remember getting to groot and being like oh my god yeah this is what what's happening and he says i am groot and i was like oh my god like he did it it's like how in the world and i remember being like there has to be at least another three hours to this movie. Mm -hmm. Like how long have I been sitting here? How long, (laughs) how much longer can I sit before my legs turn to jelly? Um, I, I don't know. It was just so weird. I think to see them lose. Yes. And uh, and on Titan, I forgot one character, Doctor Strange, when he goes, Tony, yeah. Tony, there was no other way. And he, mm-hmm. he fades off too. Uh, we're in the end game now. Um, huge, huge. Can I call bullshit right there? There was another way. Before he left, I feel like Doctor Strange could have made a portal to Earth. He said fourteen million six hundred five, and he only found one way. Uh, okay. So that's to me, that's the explanation. Clinton, seeing all these characters dusted, especially reading the comics, what was your thoughts on who got dusted, and were you shocked by that? And also, kind of seeing this movie in two thousand eighteen and twenty twenty, what what's your feelings around this this huge scene in the final moments of Infinity War? Uh, it was heavy. I mean, they brought all their new going forward characters i don't know how else to say it like the people that were supposed to grab the torch (laughs) yes yes and they were gone right um we got the original i do like that though i do like that it came back to the original one because Mm -hmm. of the future and how it ends out the saga Mm -hmm. it was a good way to do it but i was like what in the hell like my biggest Mm -hmm. question like i said earlier I, i i remember watching this and going how are they going to fix this? Cause I knew, I guess I knew in my mind that they, it wasn't permanent. 
mm-hmm. it wasn't going to stay mm-hmm. this way. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, I was like, how are they going to fix it? Like, right. how do you reverse this? Right. How do and you fix this? You had a whole year to come up with so many different ways that they could. Yeah. And there was theories all over the internet mm-hmm. about how this was going to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then they expect us after this to just, okay, we've got what? Three, four other movies before Endgame. Yeah. It was two movies in between uh, this one and Endgame. It was Captain Marvel and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and, and that, but it was a year away and that right, felt like the yeah. longest year ever. Ant-Man and the Wasp, especially. I was like, oh, so I'm just supposed to go enjoy this lighthearted movie. And yeah, correct. The severity of what's going on. Like, because it it didn't, I mean, Captain Marvel was a prequel. Correct. And then we, and then we had Ant-Man and the Wasp, which was lighthearted. And yeah, it was was like, it it was coinciding with what was currently going on. The same thing with after Endgame, we had Spider-Man Far From Home. And it was like, this is heavy shit. Yes. A lot's mm-hmm. changed and it it almost like disoriented me from going to watch the other movies. I mean, I went and watched them. Mm-hmm. But I was like that's all that was on anyone's mind. When you left the theater until we got the next one, everyone was like what are we doing from here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was heavy for mm-hmm. I mean, I'm acting like it made me have a mental breakdown, but But it was still very It was heavy in in that world Correct. in the fandom of this universe. Um so yeah, I left going what are they what are they doing? Like how are they going to fix this? What It was shocking and it was heartbreaking seeing especially Peter Parker when he's holding Tony. Mm-hmm. Right. It tore me apart like yeah. It it was heavy, and then Groot. Yeah, Peter Parker and Groot were probably the hardest to watch, and Black Panther Black going Panther. to a Koye. When he goes, yeah. "This is no place to die." This and, is yeah, and then he yeah. he vanishes, yeah. and then yeah, it was hard to watch. But that was my takeaway from it. I was just like dumbfounded. I guess would be the word, right? Yes, yeah, but like a good word. What a fantastic movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I applaud them for this because they went a whole different direction. They made fans just want the next movie. And they, they took a huge risk getting rid of all these huge characters that were supposed to set them up in the future and just saying, Hey, they're gone. Now a lot of people have not read the comics like you and I, a lot of people have not seen what's going to happen. A lot of people did not know what the future had in store. So for a lot of these fans, this was the end and it felt like it in the theater. It felt like a lot of people took to uh, took an exception to Spider-Man's gone. Black Panther's gone. What the hell? What's going on? And bold decision making by Marvel Studios. They've been very bold the last couple of movies with Ragnarok's direction and Black Panther's direction. Um, Infinity War is no exception here. And to me, it's absolute perfection. It's just a really, really good, good movie. Did you did you notice in this movie that Doctor Strange's hands still shake? Yes, I did. Yeah, when he, especially when he's he, handing over the stone. Yeah, beautiful. Touch. Uh, yeah, yes. bramble patch, scratch and sniff. Yeah, his he also still has scars on his fingers. He does. The continuity. You know how he got these scars? You know how I got these scars? Oh man, but the the continuity. With with Marvel Studios, yeah. it's remarkable, remarkable. But, Minus Spider Man. But you guys are talking about how the people who dusted 
were it was it was unexpected. And I have to say that I came out of that movie knowing that Tom Holland had signed for two Spider-Man movies. I came out of that movie knowing that uh, Chadwick well, Boseman had signed for two Black right, Panther. Right, right, and I and I get that, Emmy. But when I was seeing this movie, I was more I was obviously pissed off because a lot of people got lost, and I was pissed off because who's going to have to be sacrificed to bring them back. And I immediately went to cap, you know, and I immediately went to, oh man, what's about to happen here? What's going to, how are they going to bring them back? It's not, oh, everything's going to be back to normal. It's what are they going to have to sacrifice? Because that was the biggest takeaway from this movie for me is Avengers are not willing to sacrifice. Thanos is, you got to flip that to bring everyone back. So there's got to be sacrifice. And to me, it almost turned my stomach thinking, okay, cap. Or Tony is gone, and I was leaning heavily towards Cap at that point. And obviously, being my favorite character, it was devastating to think about. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm i going to say this now, and I'm probably going to say it at the beginning of Endgame as well. I went into that movie thinking that the time stone would be used hard. <laughs> During the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And it was not. We will. And get- I wasn't disappointed in that fact, but yeah. like, I thought that was how that was the it key was to it. Happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will catch up on that on our in game breakdown. Cause I don't want to touch yeah. base too much on that movie because we got plenty to cover on that episode as well. So obviously we see the dusted and mid credit scenes do not happen with this movie. Like they go like dun, 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 dun. It's the Avengers theme, but it's a piano. It's a soft piano and, and it, it cuts. It's not even like a, wholesome, like uplifting it cuts on a, it's yeah. depressing. Avengers <laughs> Infinity War, the logo. Well, it's not even logo. Mm-hmm. It's just a small font, and it dusts away. Mm-hmm. And then dun, 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 the credits start rolling. You're like, I mean, I remember just being pissed off. There was no mid credit scene right away. And people literally, I remember being in the theater then. It was like, oh, re- what? Really? <laughs> you know, like people were like, what the hell? There's not even this? You know, but like, what would you put there? And I think it was a smart move. In the moment, you're pissed off, you're upset, you're wondering, but you realize this movie is evoking emotions from you. Mm-hmm. That's a great. That's a great movie. That is a great damn movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Even though it, it's a great movie because it pisses you off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's. It's my favorite movie. It's it's my. I mean, it hits me harder emotionally than any other movie. Um, I, now it's not. This is my favorite hobby doing this podcast, and you piss me off every time. So I, love I completely understand. Gosh, you don't know how much I love you. Anyway, it's just this movie is absolutely amazing. The credits roll, and then uh, we will get to the credits in just a minute, Emmy. But then we see the end credits with Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, Maria Hill, both getting dusted. And uh, Samuel uh, or Nick Fury, I, I, this is just like a Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark moment. I always confuse the two, but uh, Nick Fury, you know, oh mother, and then like he drops the pager. There's Captain Marvel symbol. It's just mm-hmm. a little tinge of hope at the very end of this movie. Not much, but just enough to kind of keep you okay. What's next? What's next? Um, but. I thought this was really cool because it showed the real life repercussions. This helicopter spinning off into this building, you know, it's unmanned. There's no one in that helicopter. There's people, car crashes happening all around because these cars aren't, it was really, it just felt 
oh, beyond a superhero, here's how the real world is being uh, mm-hmm. is is being played out in impacted. front of us. Yes, impacted and uh, just a, a very smart move by Marvel, and it still felt depressing. It still felt like doom and gloom. And yes, we saw the pager. Don't get me wrong, but it still was like, damn, man, damn. So for an end credit scene, you did a good job getting me ready for end game. I will say that much. So uh going to throw it to you guys, uh, you know, kind of sticking with the theme here. Emmy, what was your thoughts on this uh, post credit scene? I'm going to go back just a little bit before post credit. Yes. When you see Thanos, he's watching the sunset. Oh, that's a good, good, good point, Emmy. You see that his arm is hurt because the gauntlet did not completely protect him. And there is a point where you see that he's posted up his armor, Mm. like the scarecrow armor. Is it weird that I've always seen it as a cross? I've always seen it almost as a cross, more biblical to me. I know a lot of people say it's the Scarecrow, even from the comics, but I just want to put that out there because I've always seen it more of a cross, and I apologize, just throwing that out there. The no, sacrifice, really the sacrifice he's made. So, okay. Yeah, that's just I, my take. Sorry. No, that's totally fine. Um, I didn't notice it because it's it's really in the background, and it's kind of blurry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is in this movie, and I feel like in Endgame, it kind of like uh, not opens, but there's like a scene that kind of opens on correct that that planet he's on. Yeah, well, and on like the armor being worn. Correct, that's what I meant. The planet he's on, and then by, you see the yeah. armor with the scarecrow. Yeah, yeah, and so I just I just enjoyed the continuity. Again, like you already said and it. He's, but. he's smiling on the sunrise of a grateful mm-hmm. universe. Exactly what he said on Titan to the Avengers. It's just wonderful. Uh, Clinton. Asshole. Uh, this Thanos scene, but also the post credit scene. What were your thoughts, man? I mean, it goes back to what I said earlier. He wasn't looking to dominate and rule everybody. He was looking for balance. And he could retire and do his own thing. Mm-hmm. which is in the comics he farms and does that that thing so i love the wink of that mm-hmm. um the post credit scene felt heavy it felt like i mean we were around for 9-11 in the seriousness of that right. it kind of had that feel for me that dark like mm. heavy something's going on like the world is shifted and something's wrong Wow. That's how it felt to me. Yeah. I know we're a fictional movie and we're reviewing this, but like the dust thing and all that. But when you see but the like, helicopter crash, I was yeah. like, this feels real. Correct. That makes sense. Very well said. Like, and it's just then, like a chaotic. Yes. Like the world's going out of control. Mm-hmm. Agreed. We just watched our, some of our favorite heroes die. And then we see the world going out of control. So it was like mm-hmm. up the stakes even more after you see everyone dusted. So, and then, I mean, uh, Nick Fury is reaching out with that pager. We learn about in Captain Marvel, the relevance of that pager, but he didn't even know if she was dusted. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't know then. So right. it was a chance with that. So like, it was just all serious. Yeah. Like, we didn't know if she was even alive either, but he sent it out anyway. She sure shit better, Ben. Yeah, she was, but right. Well, you know, had she not been, 
But yeah, uh, this movie definitely, um, there's a lot of weight to it. So uh, on a more lighthearted note, we will switch to uh, our end credits scene. Uh, I did not have any for this one. Uh, I've kind of left it to Emmy to find the humor here. So Emmy, uh, in our credit scene, who are we giving credit to for Avengers Infinity War for this wonderful movie? All right, so I would like to start this off and say they are all shit. (laughs) I am going to put the bar real low. Right. (laughs) Real low. All right. So the first thing that I need is uh, how does that song go? Everybody. Everybody. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Everybody's not getting it. Yeah. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Okay. Thank you. All right. But instead of Wing Chung, we're going to Wang Chang. <laughs> That's good. I got you. I, I'm okay. glad one of us got it because I think it could have been dangerous there. But yeah, I got you. All right. It was okay. That's why I started off with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a digital compositor. Double negative. Uh, bad in English. Good in compositing. I'm assuming. Double negatives are not good. Uh, Shizuka. Fuck it Oh, fuck it Shizuka, fuck it Fuck it Fuck it You know, what, what's your problem, Shizuka? Ah, oh, fuck it Yeah. Uh, do, you guys, do you guys hear that sound? W- what is it, Emmy? What is that noise? What is what is that sound? Oh, I can hear it, but I can't make it out. It's Alex coming. Oh, Alex. God bless. I more, I more felt that one than heard it. You know what I mean? Oh, we're going to move on really quickly from that one. Emmy, anything else? <laughs> You're going to wish you didn't say that. Oh, what is the next one? What is that over there? What is that over there? Oh, man, I don't have my glasses on. What is it, Emmy? It's 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 the Christian cunts. <laughs> no, it's not. One hundred percent, it is. Spell this, not Christian. I'm assuming that's the the spelling. But what's the last name? K U N T S. Wow. Oh Cunts. my. What what is this? It's, what it's Coons. Mm, okay, uh. it's debatable. Who? Wait. What? What were they doing? <laughs> what were the Christian? people doing in this movie they were just oh i'm sorry they were the digital artists okay gotcha all right those those christian guns (laughs) wow anything else in me uh in our second unit (laughs) our second unit do you know who we had i do not know christopher butts Oh, we oh, is it is he related to Doug Butts? I I don't believe Christopher so. or Doug Butts. If, There's so many butts. If you Doug Butts we started out with, but Christopher Butts, I want to give a shout out to. If any one of the Butts family members wants to be a part of our show and talk about what it was like to be a part of this movie, uh Amy Clinton and myself, uh we are easily uh, you can easily contact any of us. So, and if you know Christopher or Doug Butts, let us know. Give us some contact information. We'll be we'll be happy to reach out. Doug I've reached out to you on LinkedIn 
and you have not replied. We're still waiting for you, Doug. Because he's listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he we're gonna have. Be. I'm telling you, don't be surprised if, like, in the middle of our Marvel Cinematic Universe retrospective, you get a you get a whole episode that is not Spider Man Far From Home. It's interview with Doug Butts. <laughs> Emmy <laughs> talks to Butts for all hour oh, for an entire hour and a half. Don't be surprised. Story of my life. Yes. Talk. I talk to Butts about Butts. On the MCU screen. Correct. That is my dream. Well, you talk to butts all the time. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's what we do. Yeah. So, Amy, what else we got? That, that, that was it. Oh, Christopher Butts. That's a good one to end on. Um, I think we all agree that this movie is wonderful. We've already said everything we want to say about this. Uh, I'm going to give some closing comments to you guys, though. Uh, I've kind of had Emmy lead it off. I'm going to switch to Clinton first. Uh, Clinton, final thoughts on Avengers Infinity War before we wrap up. You're muted. Again. No, I'm not. No, you're mm-hmm. not. No, I was never. I just made y'all think I was talking. That's a very good wasn't. point, Clinton. Yeah. Well done yeah. for the podcast listener. Yeah, Magic. I deceived you. I deceived you all just like this movie did. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Wonderful. Um, this movie was heavy. It was a hard one. Um, at the end. At the the whole movie, I thought it was going to happen and they were going to overtake Thanos and it didn't happen. Even up to the last stone, I was like, nah, mm-hmm. Vision's going to get killed. It's going to be, it's going to suck, but it's going to be for the greater good. But nope, it was a, it was a, God, it was a good movie. It was a, the dialogue, the, the writing, the CG, the battles, the humor, Everything about this movie was just top notch for me. No complaints besides a couple of CG spots. But other than that, <laughs> good movie, amazing movie, um, historical movie, if you will, until we get to Endgame. Well, we will finish with Emmy. I'm going to take the second role here. Um, This movie is uh, one of my absolute favorites. Uh, Actually, I'm going to say it's probably my favorite MCU movie. Now, I haven't rewatched Endgame, so I'm going to just keep that with with a little bit of a, hey, hold on. I still got to watch Endgame, Uh, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, There's still some movies left to watch before I make that definitive decision. Decision. I can't talk, but uh, yeah. But Avengers: Infinity War to me right now is my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Um, it, it flips everything on its head. It creates a real powerful villain, uh, a calculated villain, a calm villain. It, it's it's more Thanos's journey. You could have called this Infinity War. You didn't have to call it Avengers movie. You could have called it Infinity War, or you could have called it Thanos: Infinity War, um, or Mad Titans: Infinity War. It would have worked. It was absolutely Thanos' story. He had more screen time per anyone else in the movie, as per emphasized by Emmy earlier on in the uh, the uh, series of these episodes. Um, so really, really um, wonderful stuff. 
this felt more impactful. It felt more real, uh, exactly to Clinton's point, it, it, the humor, but also the, the real things, the, the real story of sacrifice and how sometimes we're not willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for the greater good. And sometimes that can be the detriment. Um, I, just Marvel studios is really wonderful about putting a great superhero movie in front of you, but also, giving you underlying themes to make you think and make you, and if you're really paying attention, you go home and you, you know, I don't know. I, it's, it's just a great, great, fantastic movie. 10 out of 10. I said it again. I don't care. Um, Avengers infinity war, one of the absolute best that Marvel studios has ever put out. And, uh, Really, really happy we got here, guys. Uh, excited. I was very excited to review this one with you. This episode, to me, has not disappointed. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, Emmy, let's finish with your thoughts. Avengers Infinity War. I just think it was so good. And to the points of the podcast, I didn't know that all three of us were going to make it here. But we did. And I am so excited for it. Um, They, in this movie, beautifully wove all of these already established characters together. Um, I feel like Marvel's The Avengers is great, but this is like a dream. Like the scenes on Titan and the Battle of Wakanda and everything that happens where people are meeting people on. Thanos' ship. It's just amazing. And I think one of the things that really struck me in this movie and I didn't talk about it on the podcast, but I think that I noticed it a lot is the nonverbals of the actors. Like they didn't have to say anything at at most of their points but like the the facial expressions the like everything that they did everything that they conveyed with their face and not just like gamora obviously had like this huge scene where like you knew that she was in anguish or um like uh, Robert Downey Jr., like you could tell that he was really annoyed with Doctor Strange. It wasn't just like the big characters that had these moments of like just, I mean, wonderfulness mm-hmm. where they stole the show really. But like even when Mantis, when the when uh Star Lord said, put on your mean faces, and in the background she made a mean face, like that One alone. The, I, I remember laughing like, out loud in the theaters and a yes. lot of other people doing so as well, for sure. Yes. Like it was it was that kind of thing. It was Wanda with her lip quivering, mm. trying to make sure that Thanos didn't get the Mind Stone. I mean... Just Almost all of- even though she was destroying Vision, she was still protecting him at the very end. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was it, all of those like slight things that weren't said, I think, on screen 
but were said by facial expressions, by body movement. I this this movie was so well done. Mm-hmm. It was so well done. And that that's that's my my takeaway. Good it was just well done. Good stuff, Emmy. All right, guys. Well, this has been uh, an absolutely wonderful episode to record with you both. Uh, very, very excited. Um, it, hey, we really appreciate you getting to the end of this podcast. Um, you know, if you get a chance, leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really goes a long way with helping out the show. Gets more eyes and ears on our uh, on our show, and we really appreciate the support. Also, you know, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. We also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All MCU in review, one word. Facebook.com slash MCU in review, Instagram.com, uh, Twitter.com, all MCU in review. Catch up with us there. We're, we're active on all three social media accounts. We'd love to talk to with you, and uh, we really appreciate everybody. You know, we had a couple of call-outs today with a, a few of our great fans, and uh, we appreciate everyone that always participates with the show and uh, really, really appreciate the support. Up next, guys, Captain Marvel. That is our next movie in the MCU saga. So I always like to say that because I actually had a fan reach out to me when we didn't say this, like, what's the next movie? What's the next movie? Uh, kind of, <laughs> what do I need to watch before I listen to your podcast? So, um, Captain Marvel is up next. Excited to, to review that one. Uh, Carol Danvers, as well as uh, Brie Larson, uh, her performance as Carol. It's going to be a wonderful time. So, uh, stick with us there. We will be back next week. Uh, but for now, we're going to sign off. Uh, Clinton, Emmy, do you guys have anything else before we wrap up? Screw you, you big green asshole. I'll do it myself. <laughs>